and welcome to the Enchantress Society with Tia Johnson, a place where you get to be you, where you get to unlock your magic in a sacred and judgment-free zone. The Enchantress Society is your witchy sisterhood of enchanting women who guides and supports you along your spiritual journey from the mundane to the magical. I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Hello, Enchantresses, and welcome back to another amazing episode during this witchy lifestyle series. Today, we have Alexis Jackson, and she's going to be discussing with us spiritual bypassing. So Alexis is also known as the Glamour Witch, and she is a spiritual healer, singer, and owner of the Glamour Witch. So I will post her information in the description of this episode so you can connect with her. And if you're following me on Instagram, then you definitely saw some of the oils of hers that I use, the incense, the candles, and all that jazz. So, oh, and her album, like I play that too. So <laughs> I love it. So I'm like all about her. All right. And she was on the podcast before. So Alexis, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're really ride or die out here. And I appreciate that. Uh, no problem. Well, you know, the energy is real. Everything's good. I love your products. So, I mean, like, what else could I do, right? right. <laughs> so we're talking about another strong, deep, even a little bit of a taboo topic. And the first time we talked on the podcast, we talked about hexing and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. And that is episode 284. If anyone wants to go back and listen to it. It's a great episode. It was the highest rated show uh, mm -hmm. in November. And like, it, it was crazy. It was great. Amazing. Yes, people needed to hear that information. So here we are with the spiritual bypassing. And I know that we talked a little bit about uh, some of the things that we saw on the internet with the, with the bypassing. And I, this is a conversation that I wanted to have for the longest time. And I definitely wanted to have it with you because when you talk, you you spit hot fire. I sound like uh, what should I call it? My five favorite rappers, die line, die line. <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> so I was like, I have to have this conversation with her. Yes, yes, let's do it. Awesome. So I and then th this is also a mixture of spiritual bypassing and slash witchy community bypassing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I, I'm starting off with something that I've been seeing that's new and uh, I can see how this can easily deter people from asking questions about spirituality and so forth. And here's what I saw. Normalize not bringing up relatable stories about yourself when someone is telling you about themselves and just listen. Okay. I feel like that is a blanket statement. But before I, I go on, what are your thoughts about that initial I think language? it depends. Right. It, 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 it depends on the conversation and, and why you're bringing it up. Because sometimes people will talk about something that they're going through and they'll feel very alone in what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes kind of letting them know, like, you're not alone, like, and it's normal that you're feeling this way or that you reacted that way. 
and the, this is the reason why you're not abnormal is because I've experienced this. And this is what I was feeling when this thing happened to me. So, you know, just so you know, this is a normal, uh, you know, situation that you're going through and that you will get through it. I am a representation of getting through that specific thing. If it's used to kind of help a person move past feeling shame or guilt or just feeling like alone in a situation, I think that's okay to bring up, you know, what it is that you've experienced that is similar to what they're also going through, if it's actually similar, right? And mm -hmm. we're all experiencing different things, but there is an, a through line understanding that we can kind of collectively get and understand. So sometimes using our own personal stories is a great way to do that. Now, if you're just doing it to one up a person and be like, oh yeah, well, mm. I went through this, you know, like I, I've been through all this in my life and I, I was never, you know, this upset or blah, blah, blah. Like, oh yeah, you think that's bad. You know, that's when mm. it becomes less about helping the person and having a conversation that could be healing and informational and provide growth and more about, you know, again, the, the one upping and, uh, you know, trying to, to see who's, uh, more worthy of being upset about whatever struggles that, you know, either one of those people have experienced. So I think it, it depends on the situation and the conversation. Yeah, I, I love that. And from what you were saying, it sounds like a case-by-case case basis, as long as the person mm -hmm. isn't trying to be like, oh, that's nothing. Let me tell you about my story. Right. And I, I really appreciate that because every time I've seen that post, it has no content, context behind it. Yeah, and it's, just the, the, it's just by itself. And the way you broke that down makes that quote more relatable, more mm -hmm. understandable because, and I look at the comments sometimes and the conversation, it was Okay, so basically don't have a conversation. And that's why I like to tackle blanket statements. And mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes people know what they're doing by just throwing it out there, you know, just adding gasoline to the fire, like have fun with that. And the thing is, th this is being posted on spiritual pages right. for spiritual motivation. So if someone's new to the, the spiritual craft, and they're like, you know, I'm a little bit confused about using these herbs. I'm like, oh, you don't have to worry about that because let me tell you what I did. Now, now it makes the person not want to communicate because this blanket statement is really saying right. you shouldn't be talking, just right. listen. Right. And there's a time and a place to ask questions and there's a time and a place to, to speak and give your opinion. And then there is a time to just be... Uh, a pair of ears to listen to what someone has to say and having discernment on which one of those things you need to do, that's difficult, mm -hmm. you know, and that, and that also takes a, a level of self awareness of how you show up your energy and what those people in that space may need. And you may mess up one time, you know, and, and, and apply pressure or apply, you know, advice where, a person maybe didn't want advice. They just wanted someone to listen to what they had to say. And it sounds mm -hmm. sometimes like when people post stuff like that, they're really talking about something that they experienced, but they want to mm -hmm. post it to be like, yeah, and I hope the person that did that to me sees it on my <laughs> Instagram, you know? <laughs> and that's why they don't put no context to it because it's not really meant to uh, be something that 
that has a deeper meaning. It's just like, this is how they feel about what's going on in their life. So I'm just going to post this thing because if they really wanted to open up a dialogue and they really wanted to, uh, you know, expose some type of uh, issue that that statement is speaking of, then they would go further into detail on what they mean and not leave people hanging to kind of misinterpret it or reinterpret it the way that fits them. And I think that that's the kind of like the responsibility we have when we post things online mm-hmm. and, you know, we have a following and people who are relying on us for wisdom and guidance and, and basic information that we don't just put out things flippantly that, you know, could lead someone into a, a dangerous place. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not saying don't have a personality or don't, don't talk about the things you want to talk about that are, that are not necessarily rooted in spirituality, but we do have to be a little bit more aware because there is so much misinformation and there's so many people now uh, coming into the spiritual community and just, just talking. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> yes, just a bunch of noise. So no, seriously. I mean, there are some times and I, I see this more on certain social media platforms than others I'm thinking to myself, what the heck is that person talking about? And it's not, it's not from a gatekeeping standpoint. I don't believe in that. It's just a, you definitely did not do your homework. It's not even about not knowing. It's just like, it it reminds me when someone says they're fluent in the language, but they're not. And they go, uh, yeah, just we, uh, fam it's like no just you don't say i am hungry <laughs> like you because right. i have hunger it's like right. <laughs> that's what i feel like you know you're just putting something out there and you're not really engaging you're not you're just throwing something out there right right and a lot of people uh, who are also new coming in won't be able to tell the difference between a person mm-hmm. who's just talking and somebody who has something real to say that that should be honored and respected and listened to you know and and I remember when I first came like became a witch and really stepped into my spiritual journey which was like in 2014 and I I didn't have the type of like the support that is now in the community is way more than it was Mm -hmm. I mean people who aren't don't even believe in magic or spirituality or any of that stuff they're now more open to it than they've ever been. And they're more, Mm -hmm. and they're less judgmental of people who practice those things than they've ever been. And so it's a completely different time. And now it's so trendy and so Mm -hmm. like cool because people are realizing like, oh shit, this, this really works. Mm -hmm. There are so many people who are exploiting this as a trend for views, for likes, for ads, for, you know, revenue, whatever the case may be, and who aren't doing that internal work or who don't really have a passion for it in their own life and haven't been through enough with it to give accurate information that's not harmful, you know? And mm-hmm. I'm not saying just because you're new, you can't, you can't offer some type of wisdom to other people, but when you're new, you do got to be a little bit more careful and you have to let people know, like, I'm new to this too. I'm just starting this practice too. This is where I'm at right now. And it may seem like I'm advanced, but it's through time and work and reading and, you know, like actually doing it trial and error and fucking up like all those things. Like I've, I'm Mm -hmm. going through it and this is what you can do too. And if you feel inspired by me, just know that 
I'm a beginner and this is where I'm at. Imagine where you could be too if you did this work. But a lot of them, mm-hmm. they don't want to come like that. They want to no. come like like masters. They want to come like they got all the information and you know, uh, they're, they're gurus all of a sudden and they're just now emerging. They've been you know, doing anything spiritual for like a year or a couple of months. And now Mm -hmm. they want to give out their services and charge people money for the things that they're doing. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's dangerous. It's really, really dangerous. And it makes the people who've been in this game for a while kind of suffering through the judgment and, uh, the lack of support, and just the overall, like having to hide your practice, mm-hmm. those people who have been like OGs and who have really been writing out are now feeling like they're not even appreciated in the same way. And we've been doing this work for so long and these new people get to come in here and spread false information and people will covet that as like Bible and run with it and try to argue with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah about how this new TikToker that they watch a, a 60 second video said that they could do this and they could do that. And, and it's like, Oh my God, I don't even have the energy. Like, it's like, where do I even begin? You know? <laughs> no, it's, it's so true because like you said earlier, discernment is key. And the thing is with people, especially like what you were saying, I remember taking the cover off my hard bad book to read you know I Mm -hmm. I remember things like that so when I do see people you know engage in that way it it bothers me a little bit because I can see the what's the term looking for uh I I can I don't want to say preying on people but I I can see the more take than give that that is given Mm-hmm. Anyone who's a teacher, you're always the student. A- anyone who's ever an expert in anything will always tell you, I'm always curious. I'm always learning. It never mm-hmm. stops. Mm-hmm. And so many times I see people take one thing and run with it, which leads me to my next point is that the cookie cutter spiritualism, spiritual mm-hmm. <laughs> lifestyle, if you will. Right. And uh, for, I want to say, mm, maybe like the last six years or so, there's been this push, like a collective push that to have people look and be a certain way in spirituality. And if you do these other things, it's like, oh, that's like other spiritual, you know, it's, it's, it's like almost gets pushed to the side. So what are your thoughts about and experiences with a, a, the cookie cutter spirituality, having it look this way? And if we do anything else, that's right. not love and light. That's not it. Right. Right. Exactly. I feel like, I mean, this is my thing. It's like, if you feel in your life, you would like things to be aesthetically pleasing because that's how you feel about it. And, you know, you, cause you know, some people like things to look a certain way or to have just like you decorate your house a certain way and you decorate your altar a certain way. Like there's nothing wrong with customizing it to be something that is a representation of you, but to, kind of put this like image around spirituality like it has to be this way or it has to be all love and light for it to for it to be spiritual for you to get something out of it that's beneficial for it to you know be necessarily or inherently good is so false and so uh easily 
you know, manipulated by people who are coming in and saying like, oh, you need to take this class. This is how you ascend, or you need to buy these crystals. This is how you get this guy to love you back. Or, you know, you got to manifest in this like $500 journal that has all these things. You know what I mean? Like you got to spend all this money. You got to have these color coordinations of whatever, like you get to do what you want to do. But when people start trying to make it seem like what spirituality is, is just love and light, because it, it's, it's really obvious that those people have never been through a dark night of the soul, mm-hmm. you know, people who spew the love and light BS are, it's very obvious. They've never uh, dealt with their shadow and understood the, the purpose of their shadow and the purpose of their ego, you know? And we have so mm-hmm. many people who are like, kill the ego, kill the ego. And it's like, no, you don't need to kill your ego. Your ego is just your self-importance, which is mm-hmm. which is important. You need to have some type of self-importance. This is how we take a stand up for ourselves, ask for the right. things that we want, you know, stand boldly in front of people to say, this is who I am. This is what I bring to the table. You know, we're, we're robbing people of the opportunity to see the full spectrum of what it means to be a human being because they're too busy trying to, to cater to this toxic positivity mindset mm-hmm. that is not only unsustainable, but it's completely unrealistic because you're going to go through a range of emotions in the day just from scrolling on fucking line. Like it, there's going to be things right. that make you angry that you see online. And now all of a sudden anger and, and rage are now negative and bad emotions. When yeah. those emotions triggered you to, to make changes and to say something is not right. If I am angry, mm-hmm. there is something that is not right in my, in my life, in my spirit. And what am I going to do about it? And, and we don't talk about how some of these things that are deemed more negative uh, also have powerful energy to fuel things like spell work, to fuel things like you know, healing and an identification of the parts of your body that need healing, some, you know, parts of you that have not actually been explored. You know, if you're somebody who's been docile and subservient Mm. and maybe you've never stood up for yourself, getting angry for the first time and really letting someone know what the hell is on your mind could be the best thing Mm -hmm. for you. And people are telling you, oh, stay in love and light, stay in love and light. And you keep Uh, entertaining that idea, not understanding that there is value from taking a step back. And I'm not saying you don't, you can't, you know, operate in that. I'm not saying like, yeah, it's okay to be an asshole. All I'm saying is, is people are going to perceive you to be an asshole or not an asshole, no matter what you do. So Mm -hmm. be in integrity and explore what is coming up instead of trying to push it down and, 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 try to cater to this uh, narrative of like, I, everything has to be bubbly and bright and light energy because that is not how life is. That is not what the creator wanted for us when he made this planet, created all of these things within us. If it wasn't meant to be, and if it didn't have something to teach us, it would not exist in this reality. Mm-hmm. And our job as practitioners, our jobs as uh, souls and spirits and spiritual beings on this planet is to explore all 
that this life has to offer and, and alchemize that into something that can be healing, that can be powerful, not to deny it and to pretend as though it doesn't exist or that it can never exist within you, you know, and people don't get that because they're listening to people who are not in touch with all the range of emotions that they have and all the mm. things that have like come up in life, you know? And so it's, it's a, again, it's the, it's a discernment game and how good you're going to be at that is going to be how aware you are of self to see how other people are showing up. Cause I see, I mean, I could go on and on, but I want to, I want to know what you think about it. Yeah. I, it, for, well, first of all, I was thinking bars, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah, I, I was one of those people who, you know, did the, the whole, be kind, be nice, be humble, which are good qualities to have. But yes. the thing is, it, there's too much emphasis on that. And I tell people often, I'm mischievous. I don't like being this nice, go lucky. Th- 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 I don't even like bright colors. <laughs> you know, really? right. So th- the thing is, when, when people really push this love and light, don't focus on this, don't focus on that. that, that's low vibrating energy. What it does is it shuts people down. Mm-hmm. And again, I am someone who had to deprogram my mind from that because there were times I'm like, oh, you know, I shouldn't think that Well, You know, that person's a good natured person. I, I should just send them love and I need to focus on, you know, all that did was make me more resentful. Like, no, I should have, I should have really told that person how I felt. And right. it didn't have to be emotionally charged because I do that now. I tell people, you did blah, 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 blah. And it's like the joke, if, if it was a joke, one right over their head. Some people will still claim willful ignorance. But the best thing we can do is still speak our truth, to speak up for ourselves. Like my papa used to say, don't let anyone bogar you. Sometimes the gloves need to come off. You can't say love and light, John, as he's disrespecting you, calling you names or love and light to you, Sarah, as she's, you know, backstabbing you. That's not going to work. Our anger, aggression, that can be used for good. You know, get angry and make things happen. Don't don't just sit around and be like, oh, you know, I'm going to tell the universe that I want, you know, Johnny to love me and get together. No, be aggressive. Learn about yourself. Have that aspiration. And that's how I feel. I feel like when people really try to make something cookie cutter, it only is harmful. Mm -hmm. Just as you were saying, life itself isn't, you know, peaches and creams, even games, you know, it has to, everything has to end. Everything has its quarters or, you know, length of time, so forth. And you have people who miss shots, they miss the goal, you know, and then they have to look at the tapes and review and then figure out how they can do better. That's why people like Kobe are, you know, universal icons because he would just watch and watch and watch, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Now, if you, we were to take that and apply to spirituality, you mess up one time. Oh, I'm never doing this again because, you know, I don't like feeling this way. And, you know, I probably shouldn't have done that anyway because I drank coffee that day instead of water or, you know, right. soda instead of matcha. You know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's taking away from the essence of spirituality and also... Oh, yeah. It's, it's taken away from uh, ancestors in a way that that connection, because now it's just like, oh, no, 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 we have to focus solely on this. And like you said, that person clearly did not have a dark night of the soul because spiritual, I, I don't remember who said this. I, 
I saw a David Bowie or picture next to this quote, but I'm not sure if he's the one who said it. And it, and it goes like, you know, spirituality is for people who've been through hell. <laughs> you know, we made it to the other side. And I, I feel like, you know, many times when we dive into ourselves and we learn and just all the things that we learn to, for us to, to share those experiences and let people know, hey, it's okay. You don't have to always be love and light. Right. Work, work on your shadow work. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you had a dark night of the soul. That, that happens. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I think if we just focus on this cookie cutter that only works within the kitchen. <laughs> right. <laughs> to focus exactly. on that. So har- super harmful. Absolutely. And I think too, like uh, for people who maybe are starting to join the community and starting to have their awakening, who maybe have spent a lot of their time operating in, you know, aggression and anger and rage and these other kind of heavier, uh, not so fun emotions who want to fix that and become more loving and become more kind. um, I think it's, I think it's, important to say like everything in moderation right Mm -hmm. and knowing how to toe the line between assertion and aggression takes knowing what aggression is Mm -hmm. as well as what assertion is you can't just uh, conceptualize that you have to experience it and have gone through it and so for people who are more aggressive by nature and who will tell you how it is and maybe are more prone to be argumentative or fight or maybe even violent their job is to tone that down and to find a way to to bring in more harmony by by operating in their you know uh, their more loving kind compassionate empathetic systems they already know how to do the other thing and if you're mm-hmm. a person who is is more have a more propensity to go towards the kind, compassionate side, you might want to explore why you have spent a lot of your life trying to avoid these other emotions. And when they come up, what is your reaction? You know, mm-hmm. when somebody talks, you know, is, is saying something to me that I feel like is negative or I feel like someone is is, uh, you know, wrongfully accusing me or just talking out the side of their neck, trying to say mm-hmm. something offensive to me. I will. I will let them know. We will have a conversation. If you're bold enough to, t- to sit here and say that, then you're bold right. enough to handle me responding in the right. way that I'm going to. There's consequences for everything that we do. And if people think that the only way that they can help others is by doing the whole love and light, like, oh, I'm just in, I think sometimes you can just see that a person is like in their own thing. And you're like, no, I'm not even gonna waste my energy on you. You're obviously, you actually have some problems. So I'm gonna walk away from this, but that's less about love and light and more about the fact that like, you know, that your energy is not going to be well spent there, but sometimes Mm -hmm. the most loving thing you can do for somebody is to call them on their shit and to Mm -hmm. let them know to never, ever do that to you again, to set that boundary so clear and so, Mm -hmm. uh, so aggressively that they will be like, wow, I've never seen this person show up this way. I, I actually probably need to check myself because this person, they don't really operate like that. And they just shut me down. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and sometimes it's not even just about what the person said. I, I had a, I had a situation happen when I was out uh, with some of my friends that I went to 
school with, I went to high school with, and I reunited with them in LA. This was a couple of years ago before COVID. Um, and we were all hanging out. And at some point at the end of the night, I said, Hey, you guys come over to my house. Let's like have another drink. Cause it was like closing time, have another drink. Let's catch up. And they hadn't had some friends that they wanted to bring and some other people that we had met that night. And I was like, all right, they're, they, they're cool. If, if you vouch for them, they're cool. They can come over to the house. So they all come over. I'm happy to see my friends. I'm not really like worried about the other people as much, but I just figure, you know, these are my homies. Like I want to see them. So let's do it. People come in, the people that I don't know, and they're being rude. They're knocking into stuff. They're being really loud. Um, you know, uh, just, just not being great house guests. And at some point I'm in the middle of talking to my friend and this guy uh, that he was drunk. This guy said something to me kind of like, you know, something offensive about my body or something, just kind of making this comment, like that he wanted to have sex with me basically. And it was in front of everyone and it was very crass and it was just very disrespectful. And him and his friends kind of laughed it off because they thought it was funny. And I stood up, I stopped in the middle of my sentence. I stood up. I said, I'm sorry, but you're going to need to get the hell up out of my house. And mm -hmm. he was like, oh, come on. We're just joking. I said, no, no, no. You don't joke that way to mm -hmm. an empress. You don't come into my mm -hmm. house and disrespect me and think that you can just can't dine on my energy and on my food and my beverages. So you can get your ass up and walk to the door and don't let it hit you on the way out. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to go back and forth with me. I didn't mean it like that. You're really beautiful. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to disrespect you. I said, you already did it though. You already disrespected to me and all your friends laughing makes me aware that this is the kind of thing that you say on a consistent basis and y'all be joking mm -hmm. about it and think it's funny. So this is embedded in who you are. This isn't a mm -hmm. one-time thing because you're drunk. I see right through you. Get, get to moving. And mm -hmm. you know, at first he was like, he, he thought it was cute. You know, he was like, oh, she's getting feisty, like, mm, you know, mm -hmm. and I was like, I finally looked at my friend. I said, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to end it tonight. We're going to have to call it a night. Uh, everybody has to leave. And when everyone had to leave, because they weren't expecting that, they weren't expecting me to say, OK, everyone. Right. Because they thought, oh, well, they want she wants to see her friends. I said, no, we're going to have to meet up another time. Everybody has to go. And I, the, everyone left. And I remember the next day I got a phone call from one of them and they were like, Hey, AJ, we just want to say, we're sorry about our friend. I've never seen you talk to someone like that. And it made me really think about why I'm friends with those people because situations like that have happened before with that individual and mm -hmm. no one ever really <laughs> called them on it. And I thought it was kind of messed up, but because nobody like said anything, I just figured that maybe that person knew that it was a joke and it was fine. And there was some part of it that I wasn't getting, but you speaking to this person that way made me realize that all those other times that I was right about what I was feeling mm. in that moment. And they're like, I decided I don't want to be friends with that person anymore. Don't worry. You're never going to have to worry about uh, hanging out with me and having to hang out with them. They're no longer a part of my circle because I felt really embarrassed by how they acted, blah, blah, blah. So for, for, for somebody on the outside looking in, like they could have just seen me for the first time and like, oh, wow, she's kind of a, she's kind of stuck up. She's over here calling herself an empress. She's over here talking like, you know, whatever, like kind of throwing her weight around. She kicked everybody out of the house. Like for somebody who doesn't really know me, but 
it's like, you know, in that moment, it, it warranted that energy and it needed to be clear. Now, mm-hmm. if he would have changed his energy and stopped making it into a joke, maybe, maybe he could have stayed for a little bit longer, but I was kind of set in my mind that I wanted him to go. And it right. allowed my friend to be set free from that individual because they saw me assert myself in a mm-hmm. way that no one else would tell that person off. And maybe they, they were too afraid to tell that person off. So right. you don't know how the way you're standing up for yourself is going to inspire somebody else. And if you're constantly operating in this love and light, when someone is doing something that is completely out of line, you could be missing in a really powerful opportunity for you and to set somebody else free in their own healing. And this is why that, that spiritual bypassing and the toxic positivity and the, you know, turning the other cheek method is not always the best or the right thing to do and there are Mm -hmm. ways to check people without you know getting going you know to the next level but that's sometimes the best way and I promise you I I guarantee you that guy was not expecting for me to do any of that he was not expect he thought he was cute too Mm -hmm. you know his cute little light skin (laughs) green eyes you know so he thought he was doing something and I don't think anyone's ever done something like that to him, but I'm sure that experience shocked him. And I think, mm-hmm. it, I hope that it made him realize like, oh, wow, like, I, I actually, I don't, I don't get a pass everywhere. Like I actually do have to be more right. I talk. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a, how could I have, I could never have taught him that lesson other than to assert myself. So we got to be careful when we're telling people love and light, love and light, love and light, because there is a lesson and there is a blessing in all the ways that we show up. And you can still be kind and loving and still tell the motherfucker where they need to go. (laughs) Right. No, exactly. I wholeheartedly agree. And you gave yourself permission to do that. And in return, you gave your friend the ability to give herself permission. Like, you know what? I never wanted to, you know be his or not never, but like, I don't want to be his friend anymore. And, you know, with, with the cookie color spirituality, there's one person or, you know, like one person, whatever, you know, you're at telling people to be this way and people are rendering their power to them and seeking them to give them permission to do things in a not healthy way because that person and the people who, who do stuff like this, they know the ways, they know it's more than one way. They know all that, mm-hmm. you know? But they're telling you, oh, do it this way, do it this way, because they're feeding off that energy as opposed to what you did, assertive, and you helped another empress <laughs> or an empress in training. Right, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, too, I think about sometimes in, in relationships, you know, mm. um, friendships and even romantic partnerships, there is, there is uh, a time and a place for an assertion to come forward, especially mm-hmm. if you, you know, I had, I had a recent experience with a, a person I had been dating. This is a while ago, but I, I was dating this individual. And when we would go out places, you know, we were, we were talking, but we hadn't really solidified our, our commitment to each other, but I had met all their friends. We had went on trips together and it was kind of like, all right, I know we're together. Like we're in a relationship but we haven't really sat down and had that conversation. And I remember we went out one night with one of his friends and they started pressing me, you know, he went to the bathroom or something like that. And they started pressing me, you know, <laughs> so what's <laughs> up? Are you guys together? Like, what's going on? 
And I'm like, no, I don't know. Like, you're going to have to ask so-and-so. Like, I can't really say because right now we're still like trying to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it kind of seems like you guys are already. And I was like, well, yeah, pretty much. But nothing has been like set in stone. So when mm-hmm. I c- confronted this person about it, at first I took this, lo- I took the love and light approach. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, I was like trying to be compassionate. Oh, maybe the reason why is they just want to make sure that I vibe with their, their, their friend group and that, you know, whatever that I can like, you know, hold my own and they want to see how I act when I'm not around, when I'm in spaces that are not comfortable to me. And, you know, like I was like trying to be understanding, which is why I didn't really check him at the beginning. I was like, yo, like you're doing a whole lot for somebody who's not even trying to like claim me right and we're we're pretty much exclusive but there's not been any real conversation about it and I took the love and light approach and it was brushed off you know mm. it was like mm, okay well you know well if you if it's not a big deal to you then we don't need to talk about it you know it's like yeah well it is a big deal to me I just I don't I don't want it to turn into a fight I just wanted mm-hmm. to say like I think it's time for us to stop telling people that we're we're friends you know I think it's time for us to start really talking about what we are and I don't know what that word is yet or Mm -hmm. what word you want to use but let's talk about what we can say that would be more accurate and I did the love and life and it was like well we don't need to think about that right now and and bypassing right brushing brushing me off now if I had come with the energy that I came the second time because another one of his <laughs> friends that I that actually knows some people in, in his family approached me again a little while after that and was like, so what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know why people keep asking me this. Do you guys got to ask him? Like, has anyone asked him what's going on? I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, he says that you guys are friends and you're getting to know each other and you're hanging out. But I've seen you now four times, you know, <laughs> and this more than I've seen other girls that he's ever dated. So obviously, I think he really likes you. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm about to ask him, you know, I was like, I'm about to ask him. And they're like, well, maybe you should, maybe he's just shy. And when, when he said that, something just triggered me. I was like, is this fool trying to get me to ask him to be in a relationship? I was like, why is everybody pressing me so hard? Right. And, it, and this anger <laughs> swelled up in me. It was a combination of anger. Like, I know he's not pulling some elementary school, like, go ask her if she likes me. Right. You know? Like, your friends asking yeah. you, like, you're his friend. You press your friend. Right. <laughs> it was a mixture of that. And why am I still having this conversation? I should have been more clear about it when I first brought it up. And because I acted like it was not a big deal, he treated it like it wasn't a big deal. And we didn't talk about it. So I had to take responsibility for myself in that moment and say, like, I didn't set a clear boundary and I didn't tell him what I needed and what I expected out of this relationship to see if he was going to say yes or no. I acquiesced because I wanted to operate in love and light and I didn't want it to be, you know, a tense conversation when tension is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, Mm -hmm. tension shows how flexible things are. Tension shows how much you can wiggle wiggle and and move and bend without breaking so mm-hmm. i could it could have been an opportunity at that moment to see how strong our relationship was but i didn't take it so it set a precedence for him that that's the kind of way that it was gonna be right so eventually i decided i was mad at that point 
we finished the night and I just, I, I just was like, you know what? We need to talk. And he was kind of like, oh no, like, you know, and when someone says, I want to talk, <laughs> people immediately kind of get a little nervous. Like, and oh I shit. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was like, look, listen, babe, I really like you and I'm not seeing anyone else. I'm not talking to anyone else. You've got my full attention, but your friends are asking me a lot now about our, the nature of our relationship. And it's really now becoming an issue for me because it kind of feels like you're kind of talking to them about stuff. And, and it's not the similar conversation that me and you are having. So like, have you told your friends anything? And it's like, no, I don't care about what my friends think like, da, da, da. I was like, well, I care about what we think of each other. And that's more important to me for us to have an understanding than for your friends to know. But if your friends mm-hmm. are going to ask me every time we go out and I keep saying the same thing, it's only exacerbating the fact that we aren't in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So we need to talk about it. And he was like, no, it's not a big deal. Like we're just still getting to know each other. And I I just let him have it. I was so done. <laughs> all the love and light didn't evaporated and went out the motherfucking window. I said, no, we're not gonna just keep going on this route. Either you commit to me or you're telling me that I have the freedom to go and, and date other people. There you go. And you can do whatever you want because you're not my bo- you're not my boyfriend, you're not my partner, you're not my husband. And you're not actually worried about someone else coming and taking me out of the picture for you. Your friends are more concerned about that than you are. Then you need to know that this relationship is going to have a lot less perks and benefits. And I was Mm -hmm. so straight to the point and he was shocked. He felt like, oh, now you're pressuring me to be in a relationship. Like, I don't know why you're pressuring me. And all this stuff started coming up. Things I didn't see before things about this individual that I didn't know they had issues. I had no idea that this person was a commitment phobe. I didn't know that this person had, you know, problems with women asserting themselves. You know, he started trying to police the words I was using, wasn't really listening to me. There was a lot of gaslighting that was happening. All these things started showing up as soon as I started to set boundaries. Had Mm -hmm. I done that at the beginning of the relationship, I could have saved myself some time. I could have saved myself some energy and I would have found out who he was when I stepped into my power and asked for what it is that I wanted. But because I was too afraid because I was operating the love and light, he got away with so much thinking that that was going to be what the relationship always was instead of Mm -hmm. knowing who I am fully and my boundary lines. And this is the problem in our community is people don't set boundaries. They just, it's, it's such a, touchy feely open lovey dovey thing and you can't really do that because people will they will cross the line with you yes in in the name of spirituality in the name of love and light in the name of i'm just trying to help you sis i'm just trying to help you fam like spiritual Mm -hmm. to tell you they'll cross the line and under that guise and if you don't have any boundaries set up you will find yourself being under attack more than you'll ever see that love and light and it will wear you down. And so there has to be defense. We talked about this last time. You got to be really good with your protection work. You got to be really Mm -hmm. good at being able to send some shit back exactly where it came from. Mm -hmm. Sending it to you because there are people who smile in your face with a knife behind their back. 
mm-hmm. and be ready to stab you as soon as you look away, as soon as you're not really checking for your surroundings and drive that knife right into your back. And if you're not aware of that, because you believe everyone is operating in the highest vibration of love and light in this community, you will be led astray, you'll be disappointed, and you could be an easy target for some very dubious people in mm-hmm. the community because they are you know yes so we all gotta we all have to learn how to step into our assertion and ch- and watch how people react to you when you mm-hmm. set boundaries and when you say enough is enough because if they really love you if it's really love and light they'll be like wow okay you know what i just hit a nerve with this person i just hurt this person or i just set this person off this is not the relationship I want to have with them. Let me readjust how I'm approaching this because it's right. There's a potential for me to lose this connection. There's a potential for this person to misunderstand me. There's a potential for this person to seriously dislike me. And I don't want that. I genuinely care about them. So let me readjust my nonchalant love and life approach and really see what they're saying. Because if they really care, they're going to put the effort in. If they are, they're using you, and if they're manipulating you and if they want you to go along with their okie doke, mm-hmm. you asserting yourself is going to always be a problem. You setting boundaries will always be an argument. You speaking the truth of how you feel will always feel like an attack to them. And if you call them out on their behavior, all of a sudden now it's your fault. You're bullying them. You know, right. you're always speaking negative. Why you got to bring up old shit, all that, you know? And that's mm-hmm. a clear sign of somebody who's not only not doing their work, their shadow work and their internal work, but who really honestly believes that everyone should always be pleasant with them, but they don't have to check if their right. energy is ple- pleasant to be around. Right, right. We have to adjust ourselves to them. And, and that's why I start off teaching people the confidence, the boundaries, and the protection methods, right. plural, multiple ways, because there's just no way. And there are very, there are very few times where, where I would say, like, this is the way, but that combination, that triad right there, there's no without that there's no way that your magic will be strong there's no way that you will be able to really thrive in this world because without boundaries people are going to tell you how you should think feel etc there's just no way you can live a healthy life because you're rendering your power to someone else you're shrinking you're holding in stuff like I know what that feels like I used to get like chest pains like I gotta get this out my throat be burning like I gotta say Mm -hmm. this you right. know, so when I would say it, <laughs> I tell people also pay attention if they actually apologize. Some people get embarrassed that they got called out. And just like you said, they, they have no issues acting the way that they act. OK, well, I have no issues today. Like money bag. Yo, looked at my watch or looked at my wrist. I got time today. And I'm crossing the line today. Well, we're going to cross the line today. You know what I mean? I straight blasted someone. They was like, well, first of all, you're on speakerphone. I'm like, and? <laughs> you know so that leads me to my second point or my other point and you did a really cool reel on this and it was people telling you like don't forget about us little people be humble and the thing the thing, <laughs> the thing with that is 
we had to be careful and there's a theme going on here. We had to be careful who's telling us what right. and, and, and the story with that, because yes, you should be humble, but who's telling you to be humble. Is it the person who didn't really do anything? You know, they, they did things half ass and you're like, don't forget about us little people. Well, if you support right. that person, they won't forget about you. You don't mm-hmm. have to say that. Be unforgettable. Be unforgettable. You don't want to get forgotten. <laughs> Make sure that you are rememberable. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And sometimes people have these, uh, you know, speak about, uh, you know, uh, toxic positivity. They had this false sense of obligation. Oh, you know, I got to, I got to really take care of so-and-so. That was my home boy, my home girl from right. grade school. Listen, they're not the same person. You're not the same person. Mm-hmm. Don't let someone trick you into thinking like you owe them something because I don't care who they are. You know what I mean? Don't have someone gaslight you, tricking you to think that you you owe them something. You have to put them on. You know, you got to mm-hmm. give them all these opportunities and you got to stay, stay humble, stay humble. Yeah. Like you don't want to you want to overdo it, but you don't want to be so humble that you're not talking about what you're doing. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And people will try to humble you so that you will stay right where they feel comfortable having mm. you. And they, yeah. and they can't stand seeing you rise up because they know what it will happen is you'll either realize, okay, I can't be hanging out with these people anymore. They're not doing the work that I'm doing. Or what will happen is they will have to change their life and raise their vibrations to match you. And they don't want to do that work. So either way, the universe is protecting you. And yeah, it sucks to lose friends on your journey. It's, it's, it's and even family members, mm-hmm. you got to let go and be like, you know what? I can't really deal with you no more. I love you. I wish right. you all the best. You know, I'm not sending any negativity your way, but you don't get to be a character in my life. You don't get to be a part of my, what I'm doing right now, because you haven't done the work to match me and, and, and operating with you means coming down a few notches, you know, you may say it's humbling yourself, but it's lowering my vibration that I've spent mm-hmm. so much time cultivating to be able to be this high up where you're looking right. at me like, can you come down here so we can have a conversation? Well, come up the stairs then. I live right. up here. <laughs> come on. Damn. Or, or, or call me. Like, you so mad I'm up here, but you should be happy that I was able to come from where we were at together and we were at the same place, struggling the same way, experienced the same type of adversity. And I transformed that and I have risen out of that. That should be inspirational to you. You should be feeling like, yeah, well, if my homie who I'm super close to can do it, I'm, I am so close to that magic, to that energy. I, I know this person, this person loves me. All I got to do is reach out and ask, like, how did you get here? What did you do? How did you change your vibration? Right. I want to match you. I'm not trying to get a free handout. I just want to know how you right. shift your energy. And you now have somebody who's, who's in your inner circle because you didn't spend any time trying to tell them they need to humble themselves and come down to where you're at. You mm-hmm. have someone now who will give you that wisdom from a place of love and not to get something out of you and not to take advantage of you. Right. But people don't want to do that. People want to, they want to act like, oh yeah, I, I'm always happy when my friends succeed. I'm always happy when they at the top. And really what it means is they're not at the top right now. So I'm happy for them for the little mm. things that they're doing because mm-hmm. it doesn't intimidate me and it doesn't make me feel bad about myself. But as soon as they hit that first million, as soon mm. as they get that recognition, 
from a lot of people. Soon as soon as something goes down with their business, they start that business. You know, they move to that place you both wanted to move to, but you were too scared to. They do that thing that they've been saying they were going to do, that they have been working on. It finally manifests into their physical reality, and you're sick. Because you had the same hours of the day as that person. You had the same opportunities and chances to get your ish together. And you Mm -hmm. chose to do something else, entertain other energies, you know, go to other paths. Mm -hmm. And that irks people. It really gets under their skin. And that is why when God, when the universe, when spirit is protecting you and raising you up to, to give you the things that you're asking for, you cannot question it when people start to drop like flies out of your Mm -hmm. life. Like we mm-hmm. all went through that just a couple feels like a couple minutes ago <laughs> with all these retrogrades that were happening all yes. at the same damn time. Same damn time. <laughs> Super moon and all this other stuff. It was it was insanity and the eclipse that was happening. It was insane. solar eclipse, yes. <laughs> lunar eclipse. <laughs> I lost so many friends and I found out a lot of things about some friends that I did not want to find out that I was. Re- I mean, and some of it was like I kind of always knew, but there was never enough shit happening to really Mm -hmm. exacerbate it and show and to reveal who they really were right right but then in that moment where everyone's kind of being hit and inundated and and it's not such a fun energy to like hang out and party and kiki and hee hee Mm -hmm. all of a sudden i'm like oh your mask is slipping no (laughs) let it fall off no i'm trying to see i want to see what's what is that Uh start to see and you're like wow i don't i don't want to hang out with you (laughs) I don't right. want to vibe with you. I don't want to chill with you. You, you, you got something ugly going on behind the scenes, and you've had mm-hmm. me fooled this whole time. And it, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking because you've invested time and energy and love, and you have great maybe you have great memories of that person to let that go. But imagine, imagine if you you've been manifesting, you've been putting all your work in, you right. get that big lottery ticket win manifestation just opens up the universe just drops it down and you've got vultures and parasites mm-hmm. and vampires mm-hmm. all around you ready to suck up all the goodness of what it is that you that you have and by the time you have time to enjoy it someone has literally sucked the wind out of your sails they didn't, yep. they didn't took all the magic out of what it is that you're manifesting and found a way to dampen your light. And sp- sometimes that's the reason why some of our stuff doesn't manifest. It doesn't come to fruition because we're not in an environment in which those things can land and have a place to be. And so spirit is moving these people out of the way and we all want to be love and light. We want to be like, oh, well, let's just be friends with everybody. Like, let's not set boundaries. Like, it's fine. Like, whatever. Like, I'm not going to get mad. Like, no, nah, nah, nah. spirit is revealing this person to you who has been a snake this whole time. Ain't nothing wrong with telling them, oh, I see you. Right. I see you now. And don't you think you can come back and, and, uh, you know, hang out with me again and that it's going to be fine in a couple of days. Oh, she just needs to cool off. Like sometimes right. you got to let them know the jig is up and mm-hmm. no a- access denied from this point on you know so that's people want to people want to use the love and light i i support that i think it's great to be kind and loving i'm not saying don't do that i'm just saying let's be real 
Let's be real. No, that's a great point. I'm glad you talked about people who just are not for you. Uh, Because I, I, even when I host workshops, I, I would ask people, or first I would present the three groups of people. And then I would ask them who they think is the most dangerous. I would say the first group of people, they want you to succeed no matter what, whether they're giving you, uh, you know, games, some resource, money, their time, a connection, something like that. You got people in group two who want you to succeed, but not surpass them. So they'll say things like, oh, that's cute. You got your little business. They might even offer to help, but they're going to drop the ball. They might kind of sort of do it like, oh, I can't make it. And in group three are your haters. They're the people who are clear that they don't like you. <laughs> and a lot of times people think it's group number three, but it's group number two because they they come to you like, family, like friends, like a nice coworker, but they are plotting. And I am crucial about who I let in my circle. I, I, I joke sometimes that my circle is so small is like a tiny triangle or something like that. <laughs> right. Because like also, even as, you know, being spiritually in tune, I'm really connected to the people who I'm close to. Like I can feel their feelings. Like literally one time I felt really bad out of nowhere. I couldn't explain it. And I'm just giving footnotes because I don't want to go like too much in the story. I want to get more to the bypassing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend messaged me, this was like after midnight on Facebook. And he told me that his sister had passed. And, I, and he's oh. one of my closest friends. Like I just stopped, I was typing a paper and I just stopped. I'm like, oh my God, like I feel like, I, and I, I'm scanning my closest friends. I'm like, oh, that's when he messaged me. So I had to be especially crucial because I, we form connections. And the last thing I want, you know, you have a business, I have a business, people listening here. The last thing you want is a double agent. <laughs> you know, the last thing you right. want, someone like, yay, but then they're telling your business out there, then they're doing crazy things mm-hmm. to bring you down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Friends close, enemies closer. Hmm. And that, that leads me to more of the physical aspect. And this was the screenshot that I sent you where uh, this guy wrote uh, fake buck, fake hair, fake, uh, what is that? They blocked it out. I guess titties, uh, fake eyebrows, lashes, eyes, fake friends, fake nails, but want a real man. And Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's like, I had to take a breath on this one. It's- <laughs> See, this is my thing about men having anything to say about things that women do with their bodies or that they do at all. It's really interesting to me how guys are so quick to scrutinize women about their bodies, makeup, hair, this and that. But they simultaneously don't realize that the only reason why a lot of this stuff even exists is because men have taught... taught women and created these things like this is how you get a man you're not going to get a man unless you put some makeup on unless your body's like this unless you wear this lingerie this has been perpetuated by men so that they can have their dream woman so years of this right since we don't even know how long it's been going on of men telling like, well, this is what men find attractive so if you want to find a mate then you got to do the things that's going to lure them in and women not having the autonomy and freedom to choose their damn selves and decide if I want to do it for me because I like the way it looks, I'll be damned. I'm gonna find a guy who's into, you know, fake lips and fake t- whatever the case is. A guy who's into makeup, a, a guy who's into me wearing wigs, who doesn't give a damn, who loves me for me. Guys cannot fathom that women would do anything 
without wanting to do it for their approval. So, you know, this post is so insane to me because it's like, you're making guys believe that a woman doing anything to herself is somehow a reflection of her worthiness to right. be respected and to be treated as a, a worthy a partner, uh, you know, be treated as a queen, as the queen that she is, to be treated with kindness and respect and love. That because I put makeup on, because I wear a wig or hair extensions, because I have fake nails on, because I decided that I wanted to get a breast, you know, uh, breast implants or get a bigger butt or because I'm doing anything, because I'm dressed any kind of way that somehow that that diminishes my worth and my value. And we have to start to realize that, this is, these are the same men trying to tell women that they need to do all these things that got three in one body wash in their shower. You know, <laughs> you're trying to tell me how to do what I should be doing with my hair and my makeup. And you're too lazy to do basic maintenance and care on your own. Speak on it. Like we, because you're, what you're seeing is somebody who genuinely cares about themselves, their appearance, their body, how they feel, how they look, they want to be presentable, they show up and you think that girl is vain and too into herself, but, but she's the same girl that you're double tapping on her photos, you're trying okay. to with her in the DMs, you're trying to, this is the same girl that you're trying to smash. But right. oh, she's not good enough for me. Oh, oh, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife or this, this, and that. And it's like, okay, well, it's good for you for your viewing pleasure. But mm-hmm. she is now less because she's only there to entertain you. She needs to be a certain way if she's going to be able to get your respect. But you don't have to do anything on your part. You can look however you want to look. You can talk however you want to talk. You ain't got to have no education, no, no brains, no smarts, and got, and got no money and no aspirations to have money in your bank account. And on top of that, the sex is whack. And you, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really what gets me, is they want to talk mm-hmm. all this mess. They've never sat down to research any type of sexual education other than when they watch Pornhub and they want to talk <laughs> about women up and down. It's like, none of these, like you're asking for women to be these perfect vessels of modesty, but also sensuality. They have to be smart and assertive, but not too much where it makes you feel emasculated and you want us to be spiritual, but not too woo woo. And you want us to be like down to do everything kind of like a tomboy, but you still want us to be feminine. Like you're asking for a whole lot, sir. And you're not, and I wonder sometimes, what are you doing that makes you think that you deserve that? What are you, are you in alignment? with the kind of woman that you're saying that, that you Hmm. need, you had a huge laundry list, but if that person appeared in front of you, would that person want to be with you? Mm, Speak on it. I wish you could see my head tilt. (laughs) (laughs) Because typically the guys have a laundry list of all these things that they want out of a girl and how, who she is and her personality, whatever. And that girl probably does exist out there in the universe. Absolutely. But then she probably would never want to be with you because you're not any of the things that she's looking for in a guy. You're not the type of person that would allow her to exist and be the full expression of herself because you're, you're not trying to be in a relationship with her to build something with her or to have, have her in her life to enrich your life. You're, you're using that as a conquest. You want to right. collect her as, a, as an, a specialty item and as a trophy. 
It's not about union. It's not about love. It's not about having a deep transformational cosmic relationship and connection. It is about obtaining the shiny thing. And so let these women sparkle and shine however the fuck they want to. You make sure you're somebody that sparkles and shines because you are going to attract what you, which you are a vibrational match to. So when all these guys want to come out here and be like, oh, all these girls out here are so trash and da, 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 and whatever the case is, they're so fake. Why, they, why they're wearing their hair like this. It's like, well, you're still dealing with them. You still want to hang out with them. You still want to drive with us. And you don't realize that we have a lot of pressure on us that's been put on us for a long time to be a certain way. How about you just be supportive? If it makes us happy, if it makes us smile, how about you be that guy, be a refreshing new type of guy who's like, I don't give, I don't care what she wears on her face or what she puts on her body. I don't care any of that. Is she happy? Is she good to me? Is she a kind person? Is she about what she says she's about? Period. And I promise you, you're gonna, that girl is going to appear. But when your standards for us as to be a certain way that is within your parameters that you think a woman should be, but then you're not in alignment with that. Yeah, I can see you being pissed about all these girls out here. And, you know, I can see you having some negative things to say about whatever we're doing. But y'all, y'all gotta realize like, there's not a lot of uh, men on this planet who are doing their work. Mm-hmm. Women, women are are surpassing the feminine is surpassing and rising right now and a lot of women are having their awakenings a lot of women are coming into their spiritual practice and women are for the first time in a, in a long time now fully and 100 percent self-sustainable they can pay their own bills they can get their own food they can take themselves they're their own sugar daddies they mm-hmm. don't need you for anything so if you're not supplying them with something more substantial than just your penis, I'm sorry. <laughs> Cause it girls can go work. out here, girls can go outside and catch a penis. Like you can't just think right. that right. you're going to be able to come with the, with this, you know, kind of, it's like this outdated primal energy. Like I'm a man and I will provide food and shelter. Like it's like, no, we're doing all that on our own. So you got to be a mentally mature. You have to be able to communicate effectively. You need to show up consistently. You need to know how to understand the, uh, the full emotional range of a woman. You need to know how to listen and know when to take action and when to sit the hell down and shut the hell up. You need to be a, a leader when it needs to be time to be leading. And you need to be okay with being led as well. You know, if you want some, you want a queen to your kingdom, then you need to act like it. We got all these pages out here demanding that they define a queen and they can't even keep a queen happy when she gets in front of them. They can't do nothing. So, (laughs) you know, when I see posts like that, it just makes me go like, wow, y'all really acting like you guys, like there's so many prime candidates for men out here. It's like, no. (laughs) And I I sent you the picture of the guy. I I don't wanna, not, not that I have a problem, describing him but I don't want to give him clay like that <laughs> but I I sent you his picture so you know mm-hmm. what he looked like okay mm-hmm. these are and I the hope sa- he married I hope he's married and with kids or something because that's the only way you could talk to me about relationships like that you got a partner and you're happily married with, with no nope. it's usually they're two three times divorced not even one is usually two three divorces mm-hmm. um they're usually 
I'm masturbating to these women, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that they're seeing. Right. And they are over there saying, you know, they like like what you were saying, they want a woman to be a certain way, certain way, certain way. And it's like, no, you just want someone you, you want a yes woman. Mm-hmm. But also uh, it was something else I was going to say. What was the word I was looking for? Submissive. These are the yeah. same guys like, oh, I want a submissive woman. Let me tell you something. OK, because I, I actually talked about this in the comments, because when something like I said before, when something's like really on my chest, I get mm-hmm. it out. Queens. Right. We have no problem. I'm going to speak for myself, but I know a lot of women feel the same way because I've seen it from boss women owning their own empires and stuff like that. I have no problem being submissive to a king who is supportive, protective, understanding, communicates all that jazz. Now, that's for me to understand that he can do that. I make my own money. I support myself. Like you said, self-sufficient. But when we come together, we are a union. I may get sick. He may get sick. He may get injured. I may get mm-hmm. injured. So we can right. rely on each other. But if, if you're over the room, oh, I can't deal with her because she got fake hair and fake like I used to hear that in my partying days from um not not towards me but some guys would say that like oh you know I like a girl with uh um real hair I'm like but what if she gets uh um uh alopecia and lose her hair what if she get cancer like now if you want to have fun for a night, okay. But you're saying like oh for you to date a girl you want her to have no makeup no this but wh- why she got to be like that? What if she's a real cool person who's about her word, minds her business, and she's good? But you're worrying about something that's what? This is why we had magazines really geared towards men because men had that eyesight, that physical attraction. Women, right? We have the erotic books. I don't, I don't, even, I don't like reading erotic books. I'm like, I don't want to get all hot and bothered, and the guy's not there. But you know, <laughs> I mean? you know what I mean? Like, it's our minds with us, and it's the visuals for the guy. So to to have all these stipulations and like, oh, but they want a real man. I look at that as accessories. If a woman yeah. wants to get the fat transferred and put in her butt, so what? If that's right. what she wants, she's doing it for herself. That's why I tell people, if you want to get any type of surgery, if you want to get fake eyelashes, make sure you're doing it because you're inspired to do it for yourself. Because if you're doing it for some man because he's tapping on the screen on Instagram and you're thinking, well, maybe if I get my my eyes done or something like that, you're not going to win with these dudes. D- these are the same dudes that always want to put women down, but then they, they'll turn a, a blind eye to when a guy does something wrong. Oh, well, what does she do? What do you mean? What does she do? These are this like is literally an mo for these type of guys. So, but wow. things like like this, I I tell people be careful when guys use that as a weapon against you, your lifestyle. I tell people right. I I come prepackaged. You're either gonna love the tattoos, the cussing, the colored wigs, right. <laughs> you know, or get out of here. You know, I, I'm not gonna all of a sudden not wear makeup and not wear wigs. That that's part of who I am. Okay, and remember, we're not turning down the volume anymore. Right. <laughs> so I have to talk exactly, about exactly, exactly. And I think that that's what it is: is that there's so many, there is so many women who are so assertive, so vocal, opinionated, and willing to shut a man down. Um, and these men are like, 
man, like it was, it used to be so easy back in the day when my parents, like when my parents were around, my dad taught me, this is how I'm supposed to treat girls. And this is how I'm supposed to get women. And now none of that applies because this is a different breed. We got a different breed of women out here now. And you can't, you can't just say whatever you want. You can't just come with the, with the bare minimum because they can do all this for themselves. Mm -hmm. They want you to be spiritually, emotionally, mentally, uh, you know, intellectually stimulating and and yeah they want you to have some financial you know benefit they want to know that 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 you can support them and and you guys can build a life together but these women are doing fine without that from a man so if, if she can pay her own bills she's got great friends she looks amazing can have any guy that she wants to however she wants to dress herself you know, she's not desperate out here. Why do you think you get to come over here and try to tell her, okay, well, I would, I would, would wife you up, but you're too opinionated. You, you talk too much. You got, you. Ridiculous. You, you, you don't, you don't let me be a man. And a lot of men, their masculinity is rooted in the oppression of women. So they cannot mm. handle seeing a woman mm. assert herself in a way that they believe a man is supposed to assert themselves, not realizing that this woman that they are attracted to because she has all her shit together has balanced her feminine and her masculine energies. And they don't understand what balance is or looks like. So they just see her like, oh, she's trying to be a dude. It's like, no, right. she's trying to be self-sustainable independent uh she's in love with her life and she's created a life that she loves and she doesn't mind cutting people off and she's okay with being alone because she's created an environment that is so much more pleasurable than anything that any weak ass lame ass guy is going to just who can just pass by and 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 try to talk to her she's not gonna just let anybody come into her space and mess Mm -hmm. up her vibe so you, yeah, you got to rise to the occasion. Y'all got to do better. And and you, it mm-hmm. starts with stop telling us how we're supposed to look. Stop worrying about why we're, why we're so opinionated and start listening to what it is that we have to say. Right. Maybe understand why we're so vocal right now because we've been told to shut up for centuries. Mm-hmm. And t- to show how real this is, and this isn't some, some, you know, theoretical scenario that, you know, Alexis and I are talking about. I was in a, a Facebook group where this one woman, that, so a one woman was trying to get out of a toxic relationship and another woman said that she found out that her current husband solely dated her because he wanted to not humble her, but he felt like she was, she was, oh, I'm trying to think the exact word. Basically, like, she was just too good. She acted like she was so better. So he purposely dated her and made her feel bad and, and like, wow. watered her down over the years. And she found out because his, his friend ended up diming, diming him out. And I think, I don't know if he was drunk or something like that, but he goes, yeah, you know, so-and-so only dated you to, you know, basically humble you. He thought that you were doing, you know, too much. I'm like, wow. She said, I'm wow. sick to my stomach, guys. That's how insidious some people are. This is mm-hmm. real life. There are, there are literally people who will date you to bring you down. This is yes. not make-believe at yeah. all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I just recently saw a TikTok um, and it was this guy, he was saying, you know, it'd be so crazy for women to find out that 
that how, how often men will say whatever it is that they can to keep you right to you know this promise of a happy future this promise of like I, I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you family kids I love you and all sort of stuff yes just to wear you down and to get you humble enough and if they can't do that and if they realize like you know whatever the case may be they'll get the next best thing which is sex or whatever else they can get out of you and then leave you high and dry Jeez. and they do this, it's, it's, it's one to humble you, but also it's like to feed their ego of like, look, I got this bad broad and like, she submitted to me, she did what I asked. And the problem is, is that men think that women won't, uh, won't submit or something in a relationship. They think that women won't like, you know, be okay with being led. It's like, that's not true. Women are totally okay with being led. They just don't want to be led by somebody who doesn't even know where they're going. We a don't clown. Wanna, yeah. We, you ain't got no plan. You ain't got a map. You ain't got GPS, nothing. You're asking me to, to follow you in blindly. And you don't even exhibit somebody who knows how to get from point A to point B in any aspect of your life. So yeah, no, I don't want you to lead. I'm not going to follow what you're doing because you could very well lead me down a negative path. And where I've been going since I've been living all of my life prior to meeting you, I've been just fine. So I'm not about to be led by you. And if you come into my life, you have to also know that it's not just about, okay, well, I'm the man, I get to lead. It's about both partners getting an opportunity to have a say in the direction in which the relationship goes if it's mm -hmm. a game if it becomes a game for you of like tug or war who's the who's the leader and who's the follower yeah you're probably going to be really really annoyed with the type of women that are showing up in this world today because this is a different type of woman this is a woman that comes with a highly intuitive i mean i don't i don't never I don't remember being out at a bar and seeing so many women that I immediately said, okay, this woman is into spirituality. She's got crystals. She's, she's hanging out. She's talking about intuitive things. She's, she's mm -hmm. checking this, the sky to see what's going on astrologically. She's aware she's tapped in. She's reading energies. I've seen more women like that in the last couple of years. than I've seen in a, since I was a kid, right. you know, my mom was very spiritual and a very strong woman. But even still, she was, she was, people would try to humble my mom just because she was a leader, just because she was assertive. And it's so, it's just so shocking for men to believe that we don't actually need them like in, in the way that we once did because we don't live in primitive times mm -hmm. that they are just, just floored when we reject them. They're angry when they're rejected. They, and that anger turns into rage and violence to the point where they will, they will, I saw a TikTok of some guy approaching this table. There, these women were outside having dinner together and he wanted to hit on this girl and she rejected him and said, no, I'm sorry, I'm with my friends. And it was nice at first, but he still didn't want to leave the table. And she finally was like, you need to leave. Like, what do you do? Like, leave us alone. And all her friends started to kind of get mad because he was really like right. pressed up against her. And this fool got so angry, was cussing everybody out in, in the, at the table, goes to his car, pulls out a gun and starts shooting up the restaurant because he was so angry with that conversation that she rejected him. And that is the, and that is the reality for a lot of women is that sometimes mm -hmm. 
asserting yourself and just saying simply no I do not want to talk to you sir thank you for complimenting me but I'm not interested could potentially mean putting yourself in harm's way because these men don't even have they are so fragile and so sensitive and so unequipped to handle their emotions and and to handle rejection that they will retaliate with violence and the, it's like, of course, women have, have to be stronger. We have to be smarter. We have to, we've had to adapt to survive on, on this planet. Mm-hmm. And so we are, we can't trust these men because these men are so, you know, they try to say that women are super emotional and that we're driven by our emotions. I don't think that's true. I think if men are driven by their emotions. Yeah. And women have the, a deeper capacity. Intuitions. Yeah. To their intuition and their rational thinking. And they think, oh, it's because you're monthly. It's like, yeah, well, my monthly is a hormonal thing that I don't have control over. What's your excuse, Jim? Like, you know, right. you get mad if somebody says that you're gay. Like, you freak out. You hear oh, says, right, like, right, right. oh yeah. my gosh. If anyone even remotely calls you gay, it's almost an insult to your entire existence. Just the way that people insult in general, you know, you're being such a girl, a sissy, or you're being such a, a, a pussy. And not realizing how how that has continued to perpetuate this negativity around the feminine, right. whereas having balls, you know, means you're tough. But if you really think about it, a vagina can substa- can can take a substantial amount, literally be ripped to have a child and heal itself and go right back to the way it was and it incur so much damage. It's self cleaning. It's, it does its own thing as it's literally a portal that brings life into this universe. And yet it is also used as a joke to say that someone has weakness, that they are weak, that they are incapable of standing up for themselves while they say, you know, balls or testicles is to have strength. When, if you barely tap, (laughs) they will writhe over in pain from the sensitivity and it's so backwards the way that we have made men and women seem like masculine means strong and er and feminine means dainty and soft when they don't realize that actually there is a lot of power there's a lot of strength there was a lot of fearless warrior energy in the feminine and there is a lot of sensitivity and nurturing and care and gentleness in the masculine but those things don't get talked about because it does not cater the current systems that are in play that makes, you know, the powers that be easy. It's easy to control the men and it's easy to control mm-hmm. the women. So while, you know, these guys are saying whatever, I think they need to realize like, oh, we're finding out. It's not that women are like more masculine. It's that women are, are balancing their fe- feminine and their masculine. And it looks so masculine because they're so strong. They're so right. powerful in a space and they are so unshakable and they seemingly, uh, none of their little tricks, your negging is what they call it in the pickup artist community. The negging doesn't work on these types of women. You know, you insult this woman, give her backhanded compliment. It doesn't, it doesn't hit her like an insecure woman. It's like, dang, none of my tricks are working. Like how am I supposed to get laid? I was like, well, right. maybe it's time for you to start not being an asshole (laughs) that's probably what you need to start doing you want to get laid start working on yourself start seeing what your behavioral patterns are that is repelling 
these powerful women away from you. Or you can start, you can keep preying on women who don't know their power yet. But I think a lot of women are starting to wake up. There's a lot more women in their power than not. And it's making it hard for those, even the women that are the pick me's and the ones that are like trying to pander to these men. Like, I, I just want a good man so I can just cook and clean and sweep under his ass <laughs> and give him three kids and three square meals a day. Like, that's fine. You want to do that? That's fine. But it still doesn't mean you have to be a walking mat for any man. Exactly. Exactly. And so many times I, I've, I've heard about that, too, is women who take that clown side as opposed to understanding that it's more to that than just as woman talking. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, women are waiting for their Kings, but they're not waiting on standby. They're living and traveling and so forth because they know that there are guys out there who are just like, Hey, I'm cool with that. No problem for me. Which leaves right. me just, just a couple of more because I know we, we covered a lot. <laughs> right. Yeah. But uh, there was one because I, I know, I don't, did we talk about this one ahead of time? The term baby witch. Um, ah, that's yes. <laughs> so with, with baby witch, I mean, I, I get it. I think it's, it's a cute hashtag, but I think it's really detrimental to one's journey. Because even if we are at a job, we don't say, oh, here's the the baby intern or the baby. No, it's the new person, the intern. This is a a journeyman, journeywoman, however you want to phrase it, path. And I feel like baby, saying baby, which is twofold harmful. One, and it's like, oh, you know, if I get it wrong, it's okay because I'm a baby witch. And then the other, as opposed to being responsible, like, you know what? okay, I can like tweak it, do better next time. And then there are the people that's like, oh, you're a baby witch. So you should think about doing it this way. So that's, that's a a very toxic relationship pending. Yeah, absolutely. I think that putting the baby witch term, it almost, it almost implies like the need for, for cradling, for, for nurturing, for somebody to hold their hand and the be- saying like, I'm a beginner, which really does put power back in the, in that practitioner, in that witch's hands to say like, yeah, I'm at the beginning of my journey, but I'm, I'm at the beginning, which means there is going to be a middle, which means there's going to be an ultimate place where I feel in my power and I'm still going to be learning and I'm still going to be growing. And I'm still going to be improving, but I'm starting. That's what we're saying. We're, I'm starting right now. And there's, there is this there is this diminishment of a person's innate abilities that they already have because you're thinking like, okay, well, I'm a baby witch, so I probably don't have that much power. My magic's probably not going to be as potent. And that's actually limiting the, the ways that your gifts maybe have already been manifesting or you've already been using your gifts and you just didn't know it. But now because you're intentionally using them whether that be through manifestation or healing now you're actually learning about what's happening when you're doing these things you're you you could surpass somebody who's been doing this for 30 years mm-hmm. because you have a natural ability by calling yourself a baby or, or you know it, it's it's basically removing your power and removing your uh you know, ability from yourself to say, like, I do have something really potent to offer. I'm still learning and understanding it, but I'm at the beginning of my journey. And also I I think too, it gives people who aren't really trying to do the work. It gives them a cop out, like, well, I'm just a baby. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. I need help. I need nurturing. Like feed me, uh, spoon feed me every little detail and every little thing because I can't do the work on my own. I need help. I can't move my arms and legs. I can't, I can't read a book. I can't go online. I can't watch a video. Like I can't, you know, my attention span is so... <laughs> it's just you know so finite I just I need so much help and and that to me is really like for me it's one of the bigger things that actually bothers me more than people just like you know it, it, people it, asking questions is, there's no problem asking questions but it's the people who don't want to do all the work they want the quick instant gratification they want the quick answers. They want the big things to happen to them without having to do any of the, the small day-to-day things to change their lives. Those types of people to me are the people that are the most dangerous in our community because they get on TikTok and they start doing these 60 second videos trying to teach people how to do cord cuttings. And they don't tell people about the kind of things that happen during a cord cutting and not to go back to their partner after they do a cord cutting. They don't tell people about these love spells that they're doing on these guys and how it's important for you to make sure that you know what kind of person this person is because they could turn out to be a stalker or there might be actually violent or they might Mm -hmm. some other demons that they're wrestling with that you didn't spend any time investigating because you just really wanted them because they were hot and because you felt like that you guys were going to be together and that you thought that they were your twin flame or soulmate. You know what I mean? Nobody mm. wants to go deeper. So saying, oh yeah, my baby witch is like, is basically saying like, you, cause you could say you're a baby witch for like five years, you know, five right. years of practicing and still be calling yourself a, be, a, be, a beginner, I guess, or a baby witch. And I think it's just like, it's just removes a responsibility that we have to take our practice into our own hands and to be accountable for implementing the things that we're learning, not just sitting around and expecting everyone to cater to us and feed us all this information, but to go out there and be hungry enough mm-hmm. to investigate for ourselves. So true. And the thing that irks me about that too is... <laughs> information is so readily available now it makes no sense when I first was studying the websites were not what they are now mm-hmm. <laughs> okay there, there it wasn't a, the knowledge was there but you had to work a little bit harder to get it and it seems like not all but there are many people who are lazy but there's more information about more information readily available to you now mm-hmm. yes practice discernment but also it's become people's disclaimer. Hey, baby witch here. Um, yeah, I want to put my blood in a spaghetti sauce. You know, that love spell. Oh. I'm just like, first of all, why are you even starting with, hi, baby witch? Just ask your question. <laughs> ask your question. Right. Right. Exactly. And like, and then take that ownership because th- this is why I start off with, uh, you know, teaching people, you know, the basics, boundaries, confidence, uh, protection spells, you know, no, knowing numbers, because you really have to take ownership of the magic that you do. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can't be overly like, if you want to attract, and I, I know you know this, but you know, if you want to attract something, you got to let this spell go. But if you're doing spell on people, mm-hmm. well, especially when you want them, you know, it kind of reminds me showing my age here, tells from the crypt episode, this, this one guy wanted, wanted the woman who he was with forever. He's like, I love her. I want her forever. So he went to a priestess and she said, something uh it's like two one drop she's yours for like i don't know like six months whatever 
Two drops, she, she's yours for like a year, something like that. Three drops, she's yours forever. But be careful, she said, be careful with the third drop. So he went, boop, 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 boop. The woman died, got in a car accident. She came back as a skeleton. She just kept coming back. And he was like, no. Oh so my she, God. Was, she was this gruesome skeleton burn mark. I know that's an exaggeration, but yeah, you really got it. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. Take ownership. But the knowledge is what's going to help you. So if you're using like baby witch, you are by default now rendering your power because you're using that as an excuse. And I've seen that on so many threads, mm-hmm. baby witch here, baby witch here. I'm a baby witch. It's, we're all learning. We're all, right. like I said earlier, I don't care how far advanced someone is. If they're telling you like, I'm the master of all masters, the, 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 run. Right. <laughs> they should be like, I'm a master, yes, but I'm also the student. I say that often. I am all because I am always learning. I don't know everything, right. you know. So that's that, that's just something that just bothers me. I just feel it takes away from the journey. You are an adult, a teenager, young adult. You are not a baby. Right. Exactly. And we have to be accountable for our practice. I mean, when I first started. And, you know, I started really, really, really small with like crystals and, um, and then doing things in the full moon, giving thanks, then I started moving my way up to uh, candle magic. And, and I really, when I started getting books and stuff like that and reading, I was, I was reading the books and I was testing it out. You know, I wasn't Mm -hmm. like reading a hundred books and then sitting on the information and being like, well, I'm not ready to do any magic yet or any spells because I don't trust myself. So I'm just going to wait another year and let all these books sit around as decorations, you know, or just read them endlessly and never implement their magic and actually know what that, what that means to me in my practice. I knew at the beginning that the only way that I was going to be able to like improve my magical abilities and be someone that's worthy of giving that education was I needed to have a lot of stories to tell about the things that worked and the things that did not work and the ways that I pushed the edge of the envelope and got my ass kicked Mm -hmm. and the ways that I pushed the edge of the envelope and I got a huge win because people want to hear stories. They want to hear what you experience with those situations. It's not just like, oh yeah, lavender is for peace and rose is for love and da, 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 da. Because you might have somebody who uses roses for uh breakup spells right Mm, and they might mm -hmm. not use like the rose petal they might use the thorns on the the roses you know they might use the leaves with the little pricklies on the leaves in the spell because it's still associated with love because it's because it's the part of the rose right and it's still meant to kind of have this guise of like lovingly like attracting and reeling something in but then immediately being pricked by something you know these things have mm-hmm. other meanings right and and you know because we have so used to rose being a, a love herb we never imagined that it could be used in something that's a little bit more baneful you know or that mm-hmm. you know lavender is supposed to be this peaceful whatever but it could also be a way of tranquilizing someone so that they are not uh able to mobilize against you you know using Mm -hmm. it as a way to kind of lull them into you know a sleep or restfulness so that they don't take action against you i've seen that put in uh obsession jars and 
uh, domination work is so that they don't see the magic that's being done. They don't know what's happening to them. So these things are one things you're probably not going to understand unless you have a deep relationship with the, with the magic and the herbs. And over time, you're going to see more spells, more people talking about the ways that they use it and be inspired to do that work. But you can't, you can't just sit on the sidelines and like, what do you think someone's going to be like, okay, we're tagging you in. Now you get to be a witch. (laughs) Right. Now you get to practice. So go ahead and sign, you know, sign this contract and you're good. Like you got to go out there and do it. And that's something I wish someone would have told me when I first started was, you know, you can get all these books. That's great. But like, are you're reading these books for what purpose? To just read them, you need to be reading them and you need to be trying it out immediately after. If it's a chapter about meditation, you read the chapter, you practice it, whatever it is, immediately. If it's a it's a book about potion making, try one of your potions, one of the potions that you immediately need right now in your life that you could start implementing. Start re- making a record. It doesn't matter if it works or it doesn't work. What matters is that you're that you're doing something. So you can mm-hmm. stop coming out of this place of I need someone else to do it for me and start asserting yourself. There's nothing wrong with buying tools from other people. There's nothing wrong with shopping for things that already have energy in them. But I'm telling you, you know, people love giving their power away and I don't understand. It. <laughs> yeah, it's because people don't want to offend. They don't want to get anything wrong. And I'm, I'm seeing that a lot with people under the 25 age range there are some older people too that they they're just like I don't want to I don't want to it's like you just you just gotta do and that, that leads me to second to last one mm-hmm. the the difference of you know people talk about light dark magic black magic white magic and they tie that into shadow work and and they make it seem like it's this bad thing and mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. just rooted in colonialism there's no such thing as black magic versus white magic it does not exist it's also like a racially charged uh it's also very racist because to say that black is bad and white is good inherently goes back into this idea of what we think about those colors and those types of people I mean, to say that black is bad and then you have an entire group of people that identify as black and to say white is good and there's an entire group of people that identify as white is is like this underlying issue that we are kind of programmed to see. And I think I always like I I used to say it a lot, too, at the beginning because I didn't know and I hadn't really examined it in that way until someone kind of told me it's like why do you do you ever question you know the reason why they call it black magic or you know dark magic or whatever and I and I never did and when I realized I was like yeah that is kind of weird I do feel some type of way about them saying that it's bad and it's like well I I say we change it to baneful because that's exactly what it is if we're just talking about something that is more uh, I, I I guess I would say nefarious in nature or more like a battle magic or whatever the case may be then let's call it what it is but to say black or white is good or bad or to say that either one of those are good or bad that's you could be doing a a spell that's seemingly a good spell 
but you're doing it for the wrong reasons and you're meddling in someone's life. And so now mm. it's no longer with good intentions. It's to get what you want out of a person like, oh, I didn't, I, I did this spell to, to help push this person in the right direction. It's good for them. But it might not actually be what that person needs right now. There might be a specific reason why that person is not doing that certain thing. And mm-hmm. you think you're doing love and light. And what you're actually doing is you're getting in the way of them discovering something on their own. Mm-hmm. you know and you're meddling uh, out of this place and i think we have to be careful we have to be careful about the words that we use and we choose to say was good or bad because that's so you know subjected to who you are as a person you know what i think right. is good is not going to be what you think is good so i say live and let live but at the same time we we know we know that there are people out here who try to act like there is a specific type of magic that you should only be doing because doing anything else is going to, you're going to collect karma. And I'm like, if you're a witch and you're operating with the karma situation, like, I don't want to do anything. Like you're already, every day you wake up, you're incurring karma, not intentionally, but Mm -hmm. every time you use that non-biodegradable product that's harmful for the earth, you're incurring karma. Every time that you, you know, flip someone off on the freeway out of anger not like you're incurring karma like whatever like there's so many ways that you could be doing and you're not even thinking about it. you think that this baneful magic is going to be the thing that pushes you over the, the edge and sends you to hell like because you're protecting yourself you know because somebody is because someone threatened you they threatened your livelihood they threatened your family they you know now i, I can't do any baneful magic because you know, I don't want, I don't want that bad energy to come back to me. And it's like that bad energy is going to come at you, whether you are looking for it or not. Right. You, you might as well know how nice. to fight. Yeah. You might as well know how to fight and pre- protect yourself. We talked about this last time. It's like, mm-hmm. we don't get mad at people who go and learn how to do jujitsu and martial arts. Right. And you have a black belt. You just know that your hands are registered and you don't fight people just because you feel like it because it's a Tuesday. You make sure that it's a damn good reason. And, right. and when it's time, you give fair warning, like, please don't mess with me. Find another route. You always try to find another way to get out of it. And if you can't, you clean their clock and make them remember never to come back and never to mess with you again. And I promise you they won't. But you can't be so afraid of understanding all the things that come with this work, every side, the light mm-hmm. and bubbly side and the side that that requires you to go into your darkness, you know, and go into the dark night of the soul and go into the the the, the underworld and plunge down into these places because there is power and there is beauty in the dark matter that exists in this universe. Mm-hmm. Everything that's created comes from dark matter. And for us to say that these the darkness is bad is to say that where we come from and how we got here and how we are, you know, able to materialize these things is somehow inherently bad. So we just got to change that narrative. I, I mean, people, people have to decide for themselves if these things, these limiting beliefs that they have in their life, if they're actually serving them or if it's just another way to block their power. Yes, exactly. And, and I love how you said, like, you know, going down into the darkness, I've, I've started telling people, you know, because some people see me like, oh, you're bubbly and things like that. I'm like, yeah, but that's also one of the reasons is because I experienced great pain. I went through that abyss. I owned that bitch and I came on the other side. Right. 
So it's like I had a great childhood, but there were several deaths in my family and things like that. And it took a toll and it was a lot going on. And that was just that that's like it was a lot. And so I had to have a dark night of the soul. And even recently, my it was my pop-up's birthday. And I didn't even realize it. So I just, I was trying to go to sleep. And it was like two something, three <laughs> o'clock in the morning. And I'm bawling my eyes out. And I actually took pictures to document that, to reflect on that, because that was insightful. I felt so much better after I had that ugly cry. It was like when it rains really hard and then mm-hmm. everything clears. And my eyes, like my eyes were so swollen. I had to take my contacts out. Like, oh. but- what I realized was that, you know, he wasn't just my pop-up. He was my friend. Yeah. And the laws, like, you don't know when these triggers are going to come up, but the more we educate ourselves and the more we aren't afraid of the darkness or look at it as evil, we can heal. Like we can really grow and appreciate what's around us even more. And even what we were talking about earlier, the people in your life, you start to look like, man, you know, I'm going to nip this in the bud now. I'm not going to let this continue on. And to your point, not saying that love and light is wrong. Of course, go have, you know, the the fun thrills and stuff like that. And, you know, Mm -hmm. have fun, but don't exclude yourself from acknowledging the dark, like our our mother's wombs, dark. When we close our eyes, dark, Mm -hmm. subconscious, dark. And there's beauty in there, it's knowledge in there. And Mm -hmm. to like you said, to, to start understanding where did this term come from? That's also part of the journey. I love yes. learning root words and stuff like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so the, the final one is <laughs> in regards to abundance and it, it's, it's a combo sentence. It's, you know, you, you don't want too much of a good thing and you need to be appreciative of what you have. And you touched on it a little bit when you said, you know, oh, well, you know, I have a man and I had the kids and I hear these conversations often. Well, girl, where your man at? Well, at least you got a man. Yeah, but he's a clown. (laughs) Or it's like, well, at least you got a job. It's like, I'm not happy. My mental health is at stake. And so many times people are guilt tripping people to be appreciative, to be you know, mm-hmm. kind and accept all these things, but it's very harmful because now what you're, what people are telling that person is that their emotions are invalid because they have a job and a man, not a valuable man, not a king, just a man, not a good job with room for, you know, whatever else, promotion, whatever, but just a job. Right. There's more to life than just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think too, like, because a big part of the work that we do, especially if you're somebody who is listening to this, who, who manifests and does gratitude work, you know, it's important to be grateful for the things that you have, because all that could be, you know, you want to be grateful for the things you have, like you could lose it all tomorrow. Right. Mm-hmm. And that shows the universe that you, that you acknowledge and you see the things around you that are great opportunities and gifts. It does not mean that you don't get to ask for more doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you don't get to to have a better life just because there are things that you should be grateful for like yeah I have a roof over my head I got food stocked up in my refrigerator I got clean drinking water and you know I've got internet I have a, I have a TV you know what I mean like so many things to be grateful for it doesn't mean that there's not things that I want in my life it doesn't mean that I don't experience suffering it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I'm happy with everything that's going on in my life like that's it's you're not you don't need to negate either side of it 
to have what you want. And I think when we're talking about, especially with money, and this is something I always see people talking about is like, oh, well, you gotta, you know, you gotta, uh, you know, clear up your root chakra if you want to have money. And it's like, sometimes, yes, sometimes it's like actual spiritual things that need to happen. And then sometimes you're in a pandemic, (laughs) And you don't have money because we're in a pandemic. And if we start telling people that the reason why they don't have money and spiritual abundance, all those other things is because of all these else. When the people who are usually saying that grew up with wealth in their families, Mm -hmm. grew up having the opportunities, have money in their bank account, have 10 grand, 20 grand in their bank account right now who are telling people like, oh yeah, this is what you need to do to get an abundance mindset, but never have been poor a day in their life have never struggled a day in their life. And I'm always really weary of people who, you know, who their story, their story is like mm, kind of iffy. It's like, well, mm-hmm. but did, were your parents able to help you? Maybe you didn't have a lot of money in your bank account, but were your parents able to help you? Did you have the, the family support? Did you have like a, a trust fund that you just didn't want to dip into because it's for a Bingo. emergency, you mm-hmm. know, stuff only that you had to. And then finally you realize like, I just need to get into this abundant mindset, turn it into a business. And now you're making more money than you were prior at working at this job. You know, are you married rich? Like you got, like, you got to realize that people you're, you're doing a lot of internal work when you're working through money things. Cause it's not just like, you, you need to have a hustler's mentality. You need to understand the market. It's like deep-seated worth issues. It's it's generational things. How did your parents handle money? It's actually learning how to manage money and what that means. You know, we wanna we wanna make people feel bad about these things, and then simultaneously, it's it's the people who've never had to go through that. Mm-hmm. Trying to tell people you need to change it to an abundant mindset, and it's like, well, you've never experienced scarcity mm-hmm. to to you know you've always had abundance in your life you've always had someone there to support you you've always had someone there to say like okay well you know money's tight but we'll still get you that car right little Susie Ann you know or you know Brittany or whatever you know whoever mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be I'm I'm sounds like I'm using white names but you know what I mean it could be anybody right, right? if you have that support and whether or not you you don't have money, there's still a safety net. It's really hard for you to understand a person who has experienced eating beanies and weenies, you know, and that's Budgeting, it yeah. for, for, for months because they can't afford to buy anything else. It's really hard for you to understand what it's like for somebody who works four or five jobs to just pay for a really crappy apartment and can barely keep their lights on and have children and they have needs mm-hmm. and all those other things. It, you know, you're getting free lunch and all this other stuff because you, your family literally just cannot afford. And this that takes a different type of working to move through that prosperity than for somebody who already has uh the opportunity for abundance and prosperity that's arm's length in front of them all they got to do is reach out and grab it because somebody this other person has to literally reprogram their entire brain Mm -hmm. and and rework the narrative that having a lot of money is bad in some way that money is inherently evil or oh i always suspended or it's always gone there's not enough of it that has to be 
dealt with on such a soul level, it is not the same as being like, well, I just don't want to, I have to ask for stuff from my parents. I want it to be my own thing and it's just not working out for me. And I'm just so disappointed because I really want, (laughs) I want to feel happy on my own right. And no offense to anyone that's like that. That's fine. I get wanting to have your own money, but you can't talk mess to people like that when you're not experiencing it. And also prosperity, money comes and goes, it ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have any, that's okay. You can let that go. And know that the universe is doing something else. So where can we redirect our energy and our focus? And it's really hard right now for a lot of people because of what's been going on in our world. And we just got to be careful about like victim shaming for what's happening currently. It's like, no, you don't have a blockage in your root chakra. You're experiencing the aftermath of a global pandemic and you're Mm -hmm. trying to rebalance your life and that's okay. Right. Let's let's work on how to rebalance your life and the spirit will will provide. But we all went through a, that period of time being very scared and uncertain. A lot of us losing our jobs that we've been working at for decades, some of us even more than that, and having to start over seemingly from the beginning. That's not easy. So we just got to be sensitive because people don't people I see so much of that, like, okay, join my class for $777. So I can teach you how to rework your negative programming. And then when you hear that person's mindset, they're like, oh, I was working in this corporate America job and I didn't like it. And it's like, man, you beat that money. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, and that's one of the things I learned over the years too. And also, uh, you reminded me of something, too, when you said, uh, you know, about the money being the root of evil. And, you know, people say, I don't want too much of a good thing. I want too much, man. I want too much mm-hmm. this. I Googled how many billionaires are in the world, known billionaires, you know, because some countries they don't yeah. have to worry about. There are 2,700, like just under 3,000 known billionaires existing right now living on this planet, not another planet, not mm-hmm. 50 years ago, not a hundred billionaires, just shy of 3000 billionaires. And they're still making money and they're still maintaining, protecting their money. And they have legacies for their great grandchildren. So if just shy of 3000 billionaires can exist on one planet at the same time, if y'all don't go get that cherry on top of that, you know, with the icing cake and all that other stuff and eat it all up and you know, right. it's all for you. You can have exactly. your cherry on top, you know, right. and, and yeah, that, that's, and this is also why, you know, speaking on people who didn't really experience something and now they're trying to sell this to you. This is why I, I really also get to know people because one thing I won't say is, oh, you know, just strap up your boots. Some people don't have boots to strap up. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned that recently. Like, I, I didn't realize how some people were really living until 2020. A lot of things blew up. Like, you hear about certain things, but then when you start to see it, it's like, oh, my gosh. So that and also when I write a lot of my, my content, I emphasize as often as possible. And sometimes I just say, you know, like, abundance or whatever. But I, I do say attract more. You know, because it, it's within us. And I love that you said that because it is within us. You know, a lot of times people want to say, oh, you're broken and all this other stuff. It's like, no, no, no. Let's look at what's been going on in your life. Right. 
you know, because to say, oh, you should be appreciative. Like one of my earlier jobs, oh, well, you know, you should just be appreciative that you have a job. It's like, wait a minute. I'm just saying there is an issue here. Right. (laughs) You know, I'm allowed to have this feeling and you, sir, right. You've been here for umpteen years. Your, your, your mortgage is paid off. You're set. So you're cruising to retirement. I'm young. Like, yo, this is how y'all operate here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's what they're saying. Yeah, that's how they're moving. You know, so it's it's cool for y'all. And and that's the thing. That's so harmful because they're speaking from a place where they're not tapped into the pulse of a certain community, a certain mm-hmm. person. They just giving off like like what you were saying in, in the beginning with that the uh you know, normalized not talking when someone else is talking. That's the right. person. That's that's committing that foul that you were saying, like, oh yeah, well, you know, when back in my day or whatever the yeah. case may be. <laughs> like, no one's paying 25 cents for an ice cream comb anymore, sir. All right. Uh-huh. So no more back in your days. Mm-hmm. All right. It's, it's no longer all boys. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's what I want. If there's something that you want to, if there's a topic that you wanted to, is there a spiritual bypassing topic that's pressing on, on your mind you wanted to discuss? That, that, that's what I had. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I we I feel like we touched a lot. I think that I would just say to anyone who's watching this is to just be, just, just pay attention to who you're listening to and who you're watching because there are a lot of people on here who have such amazing gifts and so much wisdom to share with you. And there are people who are regurgitating and taking from those people and pretending as though they are gurus and they will take your money. They will scam you. There's a ton of scammers right now that that in the community um, because they, they see that it's becoming very popular. Mm -hmm. Um, So be careful. Um, Make sure that you're getting something substantial. Really make sure you're checking in to see if you, you vibe with the person that you're investing with and, you know, yeah, do, do, your own research and also remember to never give your power away to a reader to any any of the spiritual people that you're going to be watching whether it be me whether it be Tia you know like what whoever don't give your power away to us because mm-hmm. we're no different than you the difference is is that we've stayed and committed to doing this work and we mm-hmm. haven't quit that is the only difference. So as, with time, as you continue to progress, you will also start to feel more confident in yourself. You'll start to feel more empowered. You'll start to see your magical abilities and your spiritual abilities grow and transform. And that muscle will become more and more strong, but it takes dedication and it takes you to not give up on yourself to see that. And a lot of times people don't see it right away. So they think it's never going to happen. And they rely on these other people to be that backbone or to, to, stretch that muscle for them. And I just want you guys to know that, that yes, we have a lot of things to offer you, but your own internal compass, your own discernment, your spiritual team, and listening for your divine mission and your divine purpose, that is what is going to get you where you want to go. And Mm -hmm. that has to be priority over anything that you read online, any book you pick up, any TikTok you watch, you have to learn how to listen to your internal world. That's going to save you at the end of the day before anything else will. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Beautiful words. Yeah. I, I would just say, always be curious, curious. Mm-hmm. These brackets on the back of my teeth, <laughs> curious, 
curious. Always be curious. Always ask questions. You know, always, always, always do independent research. I can't stress that enough. Cross-reference just constantly, you know, what is it? Always be closing. We'll always be learning. Like, yes. don't ever do that. The vibes don't lie. I do not care what the situation is. You don't need proof. And I'm here to tell you, just like when Alexis was saying a friend of a friend, I'm here to tell you my partying days, it was a friend of a friend that nine times out of 10 got me kicked out of a club. So please listen to the vibe because I had the internal time to go, but I was like, oh boy, you know, listen to your vibe. Yes. (laughs) Always be curious. Always be learning independent checks and, and independent studies. Right. Thank you, Alexis. This is so much Thank fun. You. So happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sending everyone love, tons of blessings. You know, I'm rooting for you. Be kind to yourself until next time. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Let's keep in touch. Join the VIP email list by going to tmariejohnson.com. And as always, I'm sending you lots of love many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.